You good? I'm good. Hang on a minute. Okay. Zoom gives you like five notifications. You're being recorded. Let me clear those. Have you done okay, a week? Right. I've done a week, but we're slamming beer. Do you say do a wee in America? No, nobody says that. I got to take a piss. What about if you got kids? You don't say take a piss with kids. You say I have to go pee. Pee? That's gay. Yep. America's gay half the time. Haven't you seen all the news? Oh, mate, you're preaching to the choir. All right, you ready, dog? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Welcome back to the Brown Snake interview series. This week we have on Caucasian Honga. Welcome, Honga. Thank you for having me, Brown Snake. Pleasure to be here. You're most welcome. Now, you're a young guy. What are you, like 25? 29. That's what I said, 29. I thought you said 25. This accent's impossible. I did. I'm just lying. Lying. What generation are you? Are you a millennial or below that? I think I'm technically a millennial right at the end of it. I think 96, it goes to Gen Z or whatever. Yeah, right. Now, is it true that your generation are weak pussies? No, it's 100% true. Are you a weak pussy? Depends on what time of the day it is, but I would describe myself generally not. I don't think I fit the norm of my generation very well. Well, how did you survive it? How did you break the mold? I had good parents, you know, dad was the corrections officer and mom was the caring, nurturing one, you know. Yeah, right, right. I think they're all pussies because half the time dad's not in the picture to kick your ass when your ass needs kick. And I think, like, did you spend a lot of time inside on those damn computer games growing up? A fair amount, but at the same time, my dad was a information systems director so he's always been a big computer guy i mean that was his job yeah he worked for places like microsoft in the early days and stuff like that so i was learning how to program dos at like three years old without realizing what i was doing so it made me computer savvy i'll say that but like after i moved out no not at all yeah so you're like bill gates <laughs> except for all the money and the pedophilia. Remember, we didn't have internet, even though we had computers, there was no internet until like the early 2000s. So I was outside, you know, crashing my bike into stuff and jumping off ramps and breaking my arm. I don't think they do that anymore. No, nah, and that's that's the secret, I think. It's that activity, taking risk, playing with friends thing outside. I think that's yeah, the we had a a really tight neighborhood of like 30 kids all the same age with kind of the same values we all got together and we played outside we'd all be at somebody's house like every afternoon you know rotate around the parents yeah. and then another big factor none of us had fucking cell phones i didn't get my first cell phone till i was 18 and it was a flip phone i'm really late to the smartphone generation you're lucky yeah, I, I don't even stay tied to it very much, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's weird. My street's got no kids. Like, I've got the kids. i got a still at home, a four-year-old and an eight-year-old, and they're the only kids in the street. Where the fuck are all the kids? Uh, I know for a fact, in America at least, uh, people are like, kids are too expensive. I don't want to have 
kids or they, especially women in my generation, they're like, oh, I want to be a career woman. And then they're like 33, like, I'm ready to settle down. And then a guy like me is like, you're too old. I don't want to have kids with you. Nah, they Harvey's wilt. You know, our uh, birth rate in America is like 1.8. And to maintain a population, you need 2.1 kids because some are going to die before they hit adulthood, unfortunately. And the only reason we maintain 2.1 is because of immigrants, actually. Otherwise, well, maybe you should like get a wife and like make a heap of kids, try and buck the trend, get the stats up. I'm not opposed to that idea, but I will say dating as a millennial is kind of a bitch. Do you, do you even own a girlfriend? Nothing serious right now. Right, so you're dating. And do you use the apps? I've tried them, but honestly, I have a way higher success rate in person because of my charm. Really? That doesn't come across at all. Oh, no. I'm, I'm fucking hilarious, bro. What? No, you no, probably didn't know that. Why did you invite me on here in the first place? What made you want to interview me? Well, I've never talked to a young person before. You're the youngest person on Twitter I know. Yet you oh. described me one time as jaded. What did you mean by that? Jaded of the soul. How do you mean? Well, you're very cynical for a young guy. You're supposed to still have hope. <laughs> uh, I've always see? kind of had a sardonic dry sense of humor yeah you're dead inside i get it yeah <laughs> well how do you meet women in the real world what's your what's your move just be funny everywhere you go well in college it's real easy because you're just jammed into classrooms with everybody and you can talk to them in person and yeah millennials are pussies like you said so like i think there's plenty of guys that would ask out a girl and be successful but they're afraid to ask in the first place and me i'm willing to go ask 100 people and get 99 no's and get one yes and that's still a yes baby oh you're the scattergun approach not really but you get the concept i'm not afraid to ask what i'm afraid of mainly with the younger women is they're all fat like so many are fat and run to fat it makes me paranoid do you get scared it's not just the kids it's the adults too and i don't know if they're just seeing it adults and copying or yeah i don't know why but it's true that everybody's but what worries me is um you start dating a girl and she just blows out yeah that would be a concern for me too and it would probably be a deal breaker you know if uh i mean i get everybody puts on like 10 pounds or whatever that's but if like you start jumping multiple waist sizes on somebody within a couple of years. I, that's not what I agreed to when we started this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, when I was at school, the skinny girls, you know, they didn't have the titties and, you know, they, they weren't as popular. And but now looking back, like they're the ones that have grown into the beautiful women. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. You know, you're starting from a lower baseline. So you're, if you put on a little weight, now you're just kind of, still in the normal range whereas right. you start there and put on weight now you're obese right so any sort of thickness to the thighs run a mile it's over yeah just do something and like one of the thing that i think the girls i date long term i go to the gym and stuff like that 
if they latch on to that and they want to come with me, they usually stay in good shape. And then after we break up, they inevitably end up fat. But like, they usually have pretty good eating habits and stuff. Like I don't eat a lot of junk for the most part. So it's kind of easy to stay skinny around because I'm not going to keep junk in the house. Yeah, wait till they have kids though. And then they buy the snacks and they're always tired and hormonal. Then it's over. How how are they going to do that if I don't give them any allowance? Oh, genius. Or keep them chained up in the basement. Now you're talking. Here we go. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Get a text message. It's demise. Oh, he's just reminded me it's trash night. He's just, uh, I got to take it out tonight before I go to bed. You two are so guy, cute. I tell you what. That's beautiful. He's the guy on Twitter. I, uh, out of all the people I'd list on Twitter that are my favorites, Demise is number one. Really? It's because he's bald? He chooses to be bald. I don't know why. But think about it this way. Like, I met him through Twitter. He's a guy that was living in New Jersey. I'm in Indiana. Huge age gap, but somehow we connect through Twitter with, you know, anonymous profiles and stuff like that, and not our real names. And now we've been all over the country. We've been to Chicago, Las Vegas, Atlantic City, Connecticut, you know, and uh, it's kind of cool. We've exchanged thousands of dollars back and forth between each other, buying so, tickets for each other and stuff like that. It's kind of crazy how it worked out. I've been very fortunate to meet some Are you people. saying he could be grooming you? Oh man, I didn't even think about it that way. Would yeah, you share your eyes sometimes? Yeah, dude. dude what happens when you pass out? Oh man, I don't know. I'm usually blacked out, and I just, he he says he puts me to bed. And then I wake up, and sometimes I figure I just tripped and fell on some glass and ripped my anus or something. But yeah. now that you're talking, <laughs> there's nothing more upsetting than unexplained anal bleeding. Oh, that reminds me, I have an ad read. <laughs> you worked this out with my uh, manager, right, beforehand when you booked Right, me? right. <clears throat> Honda anal lube. <laughs> Are you going to let me finish the ad read? Go. Have you ever had unexpected bleeding? Do you suffer from UTIs because you use spit like a lazy bum? Try Honda anal lube. Use promo code Honda for 20% off your first order. Keep it on you. You never know when it'll be useful. Okay, that was the ad read. That sounds good. How much is it? I don't know. I get it for free. I'm endorsed. Does the lube cause cancer? More than likely. I'll take two packets. Would you rather have cancer or anal bleeding? Like I know what I'm picking. Cancer? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you do you worry oh, I mean, about I think I have anal bleeding right now. I just took a shit. You ever take one where like your pants just fit better afterwards? Like you're like, no. wow. No. No, I had I just had one of those. And here's what I think it is. Here's my hypothesis. Yeah, well, I was like taking a break from spicy food for like three weeks, didn't really eat any of it. Then I ate some of it and I think my tolerance was down and now I'm just paying the consequences. I think it's weird that you store your shit in your buttocks. I thought it was stored in the balls. Like, I'm not an anatomy professor, but... You could be right. I don't know. I'm not an expert on anything. I'm trying. Yeah, the only classes I ever taught in college, I taught chemistry. I don't really know the anatomy part, so... Don't quote oh, me on like, anything. 
chemistry with women? I had quite a few students. I had uh, over a hundred and something. It was proper like you would take at the university. Did you fuck any? No, you can't fuck your students. It's a bad thing to do. You can't get caught fucking your students. I never opened that box of worms and I was in a long-term relationship at the time anyway, and I don't cheat. That's unhealthy. To not cheat? We all make mistakes. Jesus Christ, Honga. I'm pretty firm on that one. You're young, you're drunk, you see a hot chick, you just forget. I always dated hot chicks, though, so I never had a problem. The temptation wasn't that much better than what I had. You can have a hot chick and still see another hot chick and just forget you've already got a hot chick. It's just normal. No, that's married man perspective, where you've been with the same chick for 20 years. Now I can see where the temptation gets in. But if you've only been dating them for like two years, it's not I'm the opposite. When I was young and hadn't been dating long, I'm more likely to cheat. Now I never cheat. I haven't cheated in like 30 years. I don't know. It just seems like a lot more problems than it would be worth to me. You know, I've, of course, been like non-committed and been balancing like five plates spinning at once. And that was just stressful. Yeah, I'm talking a one night and not a relationship. Who wants a relationship? No, none of those relationships, but like you're trying to keep them secret from each other and all this other stuff. I mean, you're not committed to any of them. You're not dating any of them, but like at the same time, you don't want them to find out about each other. So I guess that's the closest I've gotten. All right. I got to ask you some questions from your fans. I don't have any, so that should be a short list. Okay. Relationship advisor Becky wants to know, are you worried about what level of slut is acceptable in a woman? Like, so if a woman's been a cam girl, sold panties online, is that a deal breaker? Absolutely, for me anyway. What if she just tends to post a lot of thirsty pics? Do you mean she's like a gym thought? I'm using that word correctly, I hope, because I'm a boomer. I don't know. But yeah, you know, the chicks that post a lot of pictures trying to look sexy on social media, I worry about I, I their mental stuff. She was in the gym all the time and had a nice squat booty and she posted like clothes pictures. To I don't care. And, you know, I'm just going to send it to my friends. Like, what would I care? But, but you can't marry that she, girl. You can't marry her. You absolutely can marry a gym girl. No, but it's like, not the you, gym. It's, it's the addiction to external praise for their sexuality. It's It's a disaster in the making you're saying they're attention whores that's exactly what i'm saying and i'm saying in a marriage that's not how it works you know there's a grind in life you get busy they're not going to get the attention from you because you'll be working you got kids you're tired you're busy and they're going to crave that shit like crack then you're fucked well i'll say i've had two long-term relationships with gym girls that used to do that stuff but I will say, once I started dating them, committed, they didn't really post anymore for that time. So yeah. maybe that's the ticket. I don't know. It's a long game, Honger. It's a marathon. I mean, you haven't had kids and been with someone for 20 years yet. I'm just worried yeah, for you, I man. I know. Me too. Because at this point, like, I'm actually ready to kind of only date seriously. Like, I'm not going to be celibate while I wait for that. No, but... this podcast is to find your wife. 
I don't know about player wise. I don't know about that. What? How old is too old for you for a girlfriend? Right now, let's see. I'm 29, so she'd have to be younger than me because yeah, I do absolutely. want to start a family and at least prank out. You know, like three kids sounds pretty good to me right now. Maybe yeah, four. like five or six kids, right? Yeah, like seven or eight kids. So, right. you know, she's got to be young enough because, like, you figure there's you start dating, there's probably a year of courtship and you get married and then you start cranking out kids. And it's not like you can just go bam, 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 one year, like 2025, 2026, 2027, you have three kids. Like, there's a there's a lag period in between kids, too. Right. So like, and, and you're a chemistry you expert. A How old is a woman when her ovaries start to wilt? I'd say like at 35, you got to start really watching it. And 40 is probably your tops these days with modern medicine. So if you want three or four like, kids, say an average of 2.5 kids, you'd probably want to date no one older than 25 and maybe 23 because you want to date for two years. Yeah, I think 23 should be your target. But here's what I run into in trying to date that age range, and maybe you can give me some advice. Right. These girls, they tend to, a lot of times they're college graduates and some bullshit degree or whatever, and they think they're going to go and make a career, like the have-it-all problem that you've heard about 10 bazillion times, and conservatives say you can't have it all. It's like you can't be a corporate executive and also have family and be a good mom and have five kids and all this. Cause like at the point they get to that point in their career, they're like 35 and they're like, okay, we're not doing this anymore. You know, if you start dating a 23 year old girl, you expect at 25, you're probably going to start cranking out kids. He's six, you know? Yeah. So a lot of them that I've encountered and just trying to date that bracket they have no interest in settling down yet. I, they they, they want to see all the dick. They want all the dick. And dicks are gross. Well, and I kind of figure, like, once you've seen, like, 10 dicks, you know, get it out by the time you're 25, like, I'm go crazy till you're 25. I don't care. But, like, once you're 25 and you've seen 10 dicks, you're kind of seeing them all by that point, you know, one of everything. And right. I don't think we care about this. So what, what are you doing, you know? Well, I think you've answered your own question, to be honest. Yeah, every time I've had a successful long-term relationship that's been like two years, I started dating them even younger than that. But your problem is you're going for these college career girls. Why, why, why not avoid the college girl? Well, I was about to get to that. So the most successful ones have been ones that either A, never went to college, you know, maybe they're farm girls or whatever, you know, they were kind of, and I kind of grew up in that. I grew up rural. How do you pronounce that in Australia? Rural. That's about the same. Yeah, pretty close. Or, or you'd catch them, you know, maybe they're in college, but they're like a freshman or a sophomore and they haven't been indoctrinated and met all their stupid feminist friends yet that have swayed them the other way yet. You got to catch them before all that happens. And those have been my most successful ones thus far. Would you consider importing a Ukrainian bride? Absolutely. But why does she have to, why not a Russian? <laughs> Good point. Because <laughs> Russia's paradise and they won't want to leave. 
Oh, just got another text from Demise. I'm supposed to tell you you're welcome for cheeseburgers. Hashtag America. I thought hamburgers came from Hamburg in Germany. Cheeseburgers. Well, that's just a derivative of hamburgers. Yeah, I don't care. Americans take take shit and make it better, right? Well, yeah. I mean, look at Antifa. Ugh. Great job, guys. Fuck we. <laughs> you, they really accomplished a lot and really swayed a lot of people with their cars. You know, we've got to focus on the women thing. You're getting distracted. Okay. What piercings will you not tolerate on a woman? What about the nose thing? Not into it. Pierce nipples? Not into it. Me neither. Good man. What about tattoos? Where's the line? Not into them. Ideally, none. Right. No and tattoos. Once they start doing those cool, ginormous, colorful things or whatever, it's like, ah, oh, you've lost the plot. Like, it's not some stupid butterfly or some like your mom your dead mom's initials on a rib bone anymore right now it's fucking retarded yeah good good answer what about short hair on a woman is that ever acceptable did she just have cancer no not acceptable correct answer i like it it. he's lazy and shit the bottom of the shoulder blade that's where it should be or longer yeah definitely longer and it's got to be straight. Curly hair is chaos. I've never been able to bring myself to even hook up with a curly hair girl ever. Don't do it. It's madness. I think they would rope me into something I would regret. They're tricksters. It just makes me very uncomfortable. But there is a thing, like there is a chick, you know that wet hair look where it's just like tones down the curls and looks really wet? I don't know what it is. The I shit think they it's put called... In. Hang on. I, I bet I can ask Max G and he'll tell me for sure. I think it's called Moose. Yeah, that kind of looks sexy, man. Or something. That wet hair look, I'm a, I'm a bit of a weakness for that. I could take it or leave it. It doesn't do, it doesn't sway my needle one way or the other. Well, speaking of Max G, I've got some Max G questions for you because I know you look up to Max as a fashion icon. I, I don't think I've ever said that. Well, it's inferred, but do you wear cologne? Yes. What brand? I've got uh, several of them. Multi-colognes? Depends on my mood. And like some are like better for winter and some are better for summer. All right. You've got a hot day. What would be your go-to cologne? I've been into uh, what cost essential lately. Right. Now everybody's going to take it. It's citrusy. You want oh. citrusy stuff in the spring. In the I fucking summer. love citrus, man. The only soap I use is lemon-scented soap. I use unscented soap. Why do people have to smell like fucking 12 things? Like, you have laundry detergent, you have dryer sheets, you have uh, laundry softener, and then you use a soap, in the, and then people shampoo their hair for some reason, and then their conditioner has a smell, then they put on cologne, and then their deodorant has a smell, and they have minty toothbrush paste. It's, why do you have to spend like 12 things? It overwhel- I have a pretty sensitive schnoz, so it overwhelms me. Obviously. Well, like, I didn't know there was unscented soap. I've never heard of it. I use Dove Sensitive Skin, and I only use that one because it's unscented. Hang on a second. Sensitive skin? Have you got some sort of weakness and allergy? No, I don't have any allergies. 
All right, that's a tick for the ladies. How many pairs of shoes do you own? No comment. A lot. You're not a sneaky guy, are you? No, I've got a lot of shoes. Why? Because uh, I actually take care of them and they last forever. So like, I only wear like three pairs of stuff depending on what outfit I've got on. That's pretty so, much all you need, Honga. My, my shoes haven't, or my feet haven't changed size. So I've got all these shoes that are still in really good condition. Like, I'm not going to throw them out. So I've got a lot of shoes, technically. Mm. I don't like it. Would but you I wear the Crocs? From high school. No, fuck no. Crocs are literally worse than flip-flops. Don't come at flip-flops, dude. That's a cultural thing. How do you run? How do you kick somebody to defend your children? Your children are under attack, Snake, and you need to kick somebody to keep them away. How are you going to do it with flip-flops on? Flip-flops? Why do you have to kick? Why don't you just punch them? You never know what you're going to have to do in a street fight. You can just flip them off. That's the whole point. I'd rather be barefoot when she goes down anyway. No, I'd rather have steel toes on. Mm. It's a cultural thing. I will not have any complaints about Australia or our culture because it's superior. And you don't understand that. It's not your fault. So, hang on a second. Is this another demise text coming in? Fuck, my car insurance is due. I got to pay my car insurance. Jesus, you, you two are like lovers. <laughs> I do love that guy. Do you wear jewelry? Just a watch. Guy. I just use it as an accent piece. I think, I think it can wrap together an outfit pretty well. Oh, my God. Listen to yourself. An accent piece. Color, so it, does, it does make you look more professional, too. Who cares? Who are you trying to impress? People that want to pay me more money. You're like the bitches with the makeup. They go, oh, this will trick them. You're like, this watch will trick people. It's no, trickery. Money. Fucking trickery, and I don't like it. <laughs> do you mow I'm your actually, own lawn? Uh, yes, I do mow it. That's the only thing I do to it. That's enough. Do you own your own home? Yes. 29, that's pretty good. How old were you when you bought it? I bought it in 2013. So what is that? Nine years ago? I bought it young. At 20? That's crazy. I've been working since I was 14, and we're kind of a Scottish, super cheap family upbringing, even though we always had money. So I always just kept my money. Yeah, that's good. I respect that. I think it's important. I I had my first I house paid really, off at 29. You, you can't muck around. And I, I drive a super, like, I'm willing to make sacrifices. I drive a shitty car that I bought for $3,000 cash in 2013. Actually, the same year I got the house. Well, you've, you've seen my car, haven't you? Mine's about, it's, it's only like 5% better than yours, but it gets me from A to B. I don't care. I don't care if people go, oh, that guy drives a shitty car. He must be a piece of shit. I don't care. What happened to your professionalism thing with the watch? You know, your watch matters, your car doesn't matter. I mean, it's chaos. Well, I never said I spent a lot of money on the watch. It just looks like I spent a lot of money, right? You just said it makes you look professional. No, it's kind of like putting on shoes and not tying them. It wraps everything together. 
rope rope wraps people together oh we're gonna go into that section now no sir before we leave the max g zone max g was very critical of your band on your music do you have a response oh i know he never heard any of it and that also wasn't a picture of my band i posted i was just doing a guest spot for that so i actually want to redirect the question because i have a question for you regarding match g go on you've heard his twitter six theory correct yes so no girl on twitter can be above us that's what he alleges yeah yet and i haven't seen but some of you guys apparently have seen his wife via twitter correct because you don't know him in real life. He didn't show you on his phone or you saw her. So that means you saw his wife through the medium of Twitter. So doesn't that by definition mean that the most she can be is a six in his own vocabulary? No, because she doesn't have a Twitter account. Yeah, but you saw a picture of her on Twitter. Is that the same he, thing? I could post a picture of, like, I don't know, some hot celebrity on Twitter. That doesn't mean she's a Twitter chick. Okay, but like if Angelina Jolie has a Twitter account. Angelina Jolie is old and gross. I've always had a soft spot for her. When she was young, sure. I think I was in fourth grade when I had my first crush on her. Let it go, Honga. <laughs> you gotta move on, brother. So you're saying, it's just in my opinion, I think that's just false. I think there are above sixes on Twitter. Now, no, I think you're missing the point of his argument. His argument is that the women on Twitter that are personally posting pics that are looking for attention from guys must be not high caliber. And I think there's an element of truth to that argument. Do you mean like only fans, sluts? Maybe I misunderstood him. No, any woman any woman so so what i'm saying is there's women there's women on twitter who don't post pics and don't look for that validation from others on their appearance right there's plenty of women on twitter like that so he's not talking about that okay i think i've re i've rethought this go on max g doesn't just look at girls physically because when i do one to ten I'm not taking into account personality or their hobbies or what they do or anything. It's just purely physical. I think that's how one to 10 should be. I agree. Now, if you take into account you're an attention seeking whore and you're trying to find a dude and be a, get a sugar daddy and all this. Yeah. You're probably a six tops. I, so I, when I'm doing it, it's just purely, I try to remove everything else and be objective. Yeah. Maybe that's our difference in opinion there. I just think you're missing the point completely. I think you might be an idiot. I'm not denying that. <laughs> now, you're, you live in Indiana, right? That's correct. Is that like famous because Dave Letterman came from Indiana? He did from actually uh, my home, Muncie, Indiana. Really? He are you a Letterman guy? Or, you're not a Jay Leno guy, know. are you? I'm not an any late night guy, but literally the house that David Letterman grew up in literally is across the street from my grandma's house today. It's since been sold to somebody else, but 
the house he grew up in is literally across the street from my grandma. That's crazy. Because he's got he's that dry right. humor. You got a dry humor. I think that's a lot of the Midwest. Is I mean, they're we're farmers for the most part. Well, what'd you fucking farm growing up? I think it's bullshit. What'd you farm? I did not personally farm shit. That's right. So don't claim farmer status, mate. That's my upbringing, though. Because, I mean, the rest of my family farmed, and so it's the same sense of humor that rubs off on you. My family never rubbed off on me. That's that's creepy. I don't know. It's also, uh, this is where all the auto industry is. Like, you've heard of the Muncie transmission that went in Corvettes and stuff like that. No. So, yeah, General Motors, the biggest auto company besides maybe Ford in America, they've had all their plants here. You know, I've had like five family members retire from General Motors. So it, it's a blue collar auto industry. You know, Detroit's not that far from here. And uh, so there's a lot of that. And then when that died off because they exported all the industry to Canada and Mexico and even China, you know, they don't make anything in America anymore, even General Motors, Chevrolet stuff. So a lot of these people got left without jobs and hard up on times, and they kind of developed a cynical sense of humor. I didn't know that was a big car area. Huge car area. Well, there you go. Do you think if, if they made an American-made car, so... And it costs what? Toyota these days. What if it costs 30% extra and it was a badass American car? Do you think people would support it and buy it? Yeah, if it held up. The biggest problem now is what in my industry we call designed obsolescence. They don't want your car to last forever. Like if I knew I could buy a brand new car for $60,000, but it would last me 20 years, I'd do it. That's not how they're designed anymore. They're made out of plastic parts and shit. They're designed to break within five years unless you're mechanically apt. And even then, it's still hard to work on modern cars. So well, these days, it's all the computers. The you got circuitry that won't last with the vibration and the heat. Oh, yeah. I've worked on Mercedes that have like over 260 computer modules in them. That's yeah. retarded. I'm so, terrified but, of getting a new car. I don't know what to do when this car shits itself. Get a Toyota. I don't like cars that beep. My car does no. makes no beeping. I've got manual windows, so if I drive in a river, I can get out. I like it, you know. <laughs> I don't wear a seatbelt, nothing beeps. No one cares. Hey, I, drive a, I drive a 2002, that's old school. Yuppie, I'm a 1999. It's uh, easy to work on. Parts are cheap, and I do all my work myself, so, I mean... I like it for that reason, and it gets me from A to B without any troubles. I've never had to tow it in my life. I've never had to tow any car in my life. Nah, my car doesn't break down. Anyway, I, I, I worry about these sort of things, about the future, and getting a new car is a big concern to me. I'll just find something old, I guess. Or like I said, a Toyota, which that's the most American car you can buy. They have a plant in Nashville, Tennessee, where they're assembled primarily here in America for the ones that get sold here. They build them more than our own American, quote unquote, car brands. They actually assemble them here. If, if I'm like when I got my wife her car, 
it's made in Japan. I think they've just got the best cars if it's made in Japan. They They're fantastic cars, unless it's like a Suzuki. No, it's a Mazda. No, Mazdas are Fords, actually, for the most part. A lot of them have Ford engines and a Mazda body. I checked. It's um, It was made in the Hiroshima Prefecture, it says. That's awesome. It would probably be a good car. The Japanese build better cars. They have yeah, different they quality standards. They I have really standards. We're boring the audience with car talk. Let's go to something else. Uh, how did a young guy like you get into being a compound media fan? So let me think. It was 2016, and I was just starting to listen to podcasts. So, of course, Joe Rogan is like the guy and still is. But at that time, he was already the guy. And I started flipping through. And I used to skip most of them because I didn't care who the guest was and stumbled across Davin McGinnis. And his sense of humor is very similar to mine. I've actually met him. And uh, it's hyperbolic and dry and sardonic. But he's also telling you little facts in it. And even Joe Rogan, a comedian, couldn't tell if Gavin was joking or not. And I got off on that. That, that was, I love that type of humor. Where he's, he's like, no, you can't be, you can't think that Gavin. Gavin's like, yeah, 100%. I think that. And I had to so I Google, where can I find more Gavin? He had a show at Compound Media called the Gavin McKenna Show. There you go. And, uh, signed up there. And then through that, because I never listened to ONA, nobody in the Midwest except for truck drivers has serious XM or any of that. They ask you if you want it for an option when you buy a new car. Do you want six months? Of no, I don't want anything. We're poor. So through that, I found Anthony. And then Gavin left, but I stuck because I also discovered In Hot Water there. And Kevin Brennan had a show, Burning Bridges there. And I just was like, I like all these guys. We have pretty like-minded politics and senses of humor. Like I like all these guys and just started following them. You know, that's the end of that. And now you rusted on. And now I'm still here, baby. So of the compound media shows, do you watch them all? No. What what there's not enough time. What's your what's your show you don't miss? Uh in hot water, I don't miss. I don't want watch them live usually, but I'll catch them whenever I can or get caught up if I get a minute, if I get behind. And is I in hot water better or worse without Aaron? It's neither. It's better in some ways and worse in other ways. Like it's better in that Gino is back to his raw form, which in the early in hot water days, Gino used to be a ranting, you know, he'd be drunk, ranting off and going off on tangents. And he literally used to write him and it'd be on the teleprompter. He'd write him on his way in on the subway. And I love ranty Gino. That's who he is. I think Aaron kind of calmed him down and got him to quit for a little bit. That's back now. So I love that. But a lot of the little bits, especially when they're guests, and one of the fun things to do is watch a guest not understand the concept of the show and try to figure it out. And you can see the gears turning as fast as they possibly can. Yeah. You know, trying to keep up. It's fun to watch them figure it out. You kind of lose a little bit of that. So, like, in hot water is still as good as it was it's just better in some ways and worse in other ways but we'll see what happens it's still brand new for just gino to be soloing it that um 
Anthony Cumia episode with Gino and Kevin Brennan was brilliant. That was beautiful. It was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, me too. Do they still do the gay porn on the in hot water? Not since Aaron left, which kind of tells me a few things that I didn't originally think. He's had gay experiences, hasn't he? Uh, more than me. You know those bald guys. They love it. <laughs> well, and he used to be a male stripper, so yeah, I can't say that's on my resume. Do you watch Morning with Bill Schultz? Well, that show doesn't exist anymore. I think you mean Fact Talk, which also I've seen zero episodes of that, too. What about The Wet Spot? Do you like the whores on The Wet Spot? No, I tried a couple episodes, but I don't. I, so some of my least favorite guests are usually the porn stars. I agree. I hate But they're usually dollars. Yeah. And, you know, you get some chubby porn star that's not even that hot. Or and they're like annoying. They're 50 or some shit. Yeah, they're pretty annoying. I'd rather someone who's witty any day of the week. And to be honest, like, I'm not a big porn guy, but like half the time the names I've never heard before. So I'm like, are you really that big of a porn star if nobody's heard of you? Everyone's a porn star now. Yeah, the internet sucks sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so that's our compound media. You, you're confident compound media is going to thrive in the future when Anthony moves? I don't think it'll get any better. I don't think it'll get any worse. But the won't Anthony that, have to Zoom most of his stuff once he's in the Carolina thing? They've been Zooming their guests for two years now. I don't really see how it's going to – everybody's going that way, unfortunately, because I prefer in-studio guests. I'm not going to yeah, lie. It's way me better. Too. There's no stupid Zoom lag like we're having right now where we talk over each other on accident. It's a problem. So I don't like it, but I think that's the way it's going, and we're going to have to learn to live with it more than likely. But I don't think they're going to really lose any subs. I also don't think they're really going to gain any subs. It'll probably just be the same people that have been there since the beginning. All right, getting off Compound Media, what podcasts do you listen to that aren't Compound shows? Well, I followed Gavin over to his own uh, thing, Censored.tv. I like Gavin's show. Don't see every episode, but, you know, he's always fun. Uh, of course, Misery Loves Company. I like Kevin Brennan. And after I met him at Mead's house, I like him even more. Like, uh, what a cool guy. And he's the same guy in person. It's just kind of turned down to eight. And when he goes on the podcast, he turns it up to 11. It's the same yeah. guy, though. And I like that. Uh, those are kind of the two ones that I regularly catch. There's not a whole lot else. I mean, between Compound, MLC, and Gavin, that's a lot of hours of podcasts. And I listen to them at double speed like Becky does half the time, or I'll have other Look, Another one? Another weirdo? There's, there's always so many hours in a day, man. Yeah, just, just watch less. I do want to see all the people, though. I, I could watch less and watch them at regular speed, but I can keep up when they're going twice the speed, so why not? I just like to miss nearly everything. I, I listen to a few, and then if I miss it, I miss it. You know, if you get sick, you can catch up or something, or you're stuck. Yeah, I'm not religious about it. I don't have to tune in right when they're live or whatever. Like, 
if I get home at night or whatever, I can throw it on then when I'm not doing anything. That's yeah, fine. if there's, if there's a bit of Twitter bars, you might on. you might push through it, but a lot of a lot of the episodes you can miss, and it doesn't really matter. Well, I think I'm also kind of a podcast Twitter at heart, where I'll get ten minutes into a podcast and go, "This is I don't like the guest, I'm out," and I'll just that's it. Cut a lot it of guests are boring. Yeah, or that you just don't like them. I mean, Porn Stars is probably at the top of that list. Ian Hershenfeld is a kind. I'm not uh, a big fan of Natalie Cuomo. Because of her saggy tits? It's not helping her. Well, no, do you like... Do you like I don't like, like it because there's a lot of... Go ahead. Like guests, like I'll think of Misery Love Company. We both fans of that but like tom cassidy are you a fan i'm neutral on him I, I haven't watched enough of his stuff to really have an opinion all right barry ribs uh pass yeah i'm pass it's it's not fun yeah like he was on the episode with three guys we were just talking about earlier and i was like dude shut up these guys are making gold and Interrupt. I, I wanted a sniper like to take him out. Like for a fucking hour. It's like an hour. Yeah, I wanted the headshot. Bam, done. Move on. Just has a stroke right there. Yeah, fuck him. All right, I well, would I, hope it'd be super animated, clutching his heart. <laughs> I also listen to Matt and Shane. Do you ever listen to them guys? No, but I am a big Shane fan. I actually uh. Through the magic of Twitter, linked up with him here in Indianapolis, and we went partying here in Indianapolis. A friend and I went with Shane Gillis and uh, the guys he brought along, and we were going to strip clubs and everything. It was a lot of fun. That sounds. And that awesome. was right after he got. It was right after he got fired from SNL, and he, like his second set he did after he got fired was in Indianapolis or something like that. And yeah. I went and saw him. He killed, of course. And then we were partying with him afterwards, bar hopping, and went to strip clubs. And like before. We know it's like 4 a.m. home, and we've been hanging out with Shane Gillis in a small group the whole time. I, I loved it. Yeah, I listen to He's Matt and Shane, and I listen to um, Tim Dillon. Do you listen to Tim Dillon ever? Just recently, probably in the last six months, started getting into Tim Dillon. I think he's really good. He is really good. He's got good takes, too. He's just funny. He's funny, and he's got that same dry, hyperbolic thing that I go for. Exactly. And you don't have to fuck him. He'll try to fuck me, though. <laughs> How many people is too many people on a podcast? Um, I'd say about four is your top before it starts just getting reckless. I agree. Maybe even three. Maybe even three. I think two or three is a sweet spot. Four, it's got Three's to be a okay. well-run ship. Yeah, you have to have a host that can control your guests, which is another wet spot complaint I had because she'd have like nine guests on, which is fine. They might all be fine guests or whatever, but they're all talking over each other and it's a 50-minute podcast. It's like, who's in control? Who's the captain of this ship? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Now, you've also been very critical of podcasts 
that there's too many podcasts that you've got the do it yourself podcast like mine, which you've you're on the record as saying is shit. Like, should I we? I don't recall, but I probably did. Well, you know, some of it was inferred, but do you think there should probably be less podcasts? But no, there is a for like anybody with a an iPhone can now have a stupid podcast and now like you go onto your favorite podcast app where you'll find the brown snake interview series and uh you'll find 10 you know probably 400,000 podcasts and there's probably like 100 good ones or whatever how are you supposed to sort through all that shit twitter recommendations i mean that's kind of what i do but like now it's work it's like it used to be there were like you know, a hundred options and you kind of just found the category like this person's talking about finance. This is a comedy. This is a political. There weren't very many options. So you just kind of picked what you had to go, you know. I'm like 500 years old and I don't have a problem. It's easy peasy. Not everybody needs a fucking podcast. That's my only point. Are you a fan of the Steamers podcast? I like the guys, but sometimes that podcast is a wreck. Too long? Actually, most of the time. Well, I tried to tune into a, a few episodes recently, and it was like an hour-long podcast. They did like 35 minutes of shitty merch plug. Yeah, that reminds me of the in-hot-water problem where they, they think it's a great bit, and they flog it to death. But that but- one's actually intentional. I think there's a difference where, like, and that was an Aaron thing too, where they would just take a bit and then drive it into the ground to the point where it's like it's not funny, but they keep doing it and then somehow it becomes funny again. But yeah. like it kind of takes skill to, to land that. Otherwise, it's just annoying. I think that's what they're trying to do on Schema with the merch. They're trying to be, oh, look how ridiculous we are, but eh, eh it's they're not still that good. young. I mean, D Mask is actually younger than I am. Yeah, that's amazing. Young people on Twitter, and it's crazy. I thought that's mostly what we're on Twitter. Yeah, we are. Well, that's the show, is getting behind the real Twitter person. But i, I got to keep this moving because we're going to run out of time. So you have a oh, cat, uh, right? I do. You're a cat My guy. What's, what's its name? Oliver. Is it a boy? It's a male cat, yeah. Have you had it dissexed? Uh, yeah, he's been neutered. No, you're a prick. Why would you do that? He was neutered before I ever got him. Long story, I'll make it as short as I can, is that in a long-term relationship, a girl was living here with me. Her friend had to travel somewhere for like six weeks on some foreign exchange thing, and she had like an itty-bitty six-week-old kitten or whatever. We were just going to cat sit it. We were never supposed to keep it. But then we found out this chick was like abusing the cat. And we're like, well, he can't go back because, I mean, animal abuse isn't cool. And then we broke up, whatever. And I still got him. That's kind of how I ended up with him. I never went out and was like, I'm going to get me a cat. The thing is with cats, when you've got them inside, the, the cat litter stinks, always stinks. Why did you not? clean it every like once a week or something 
I don't have pets inside. I don't believe in pets inside. So they never stink. But friends of mine who have pets inside like cats, their fucking house always stinks of cat piss. That means they don't clean the fucking bar. I don't know. You do it once a day. Not a problem. Cats spend like 12, or I'm sorry, they spend like 70% of their waking time bathing themselves. So, I mean, they don't stink. Whereas I can walk into a house where they have a dog and I smell wet dog right away. Maybe I'm just adjusted to it or whatever, but. Yeah, if I walk oh, in your house, I guarantee you I'll start complaining. Probably yeah. not, because I also keep it in a bathroom that's unused. So he's got his own little fucking room that's way off to his own. Well, just keep the window open, try and get some fresh air in for me. I've had the windows open for like a week now. It's been in like the 75 to 80s and degrees Frankenstein. I know you guys use degrees science there, but it's been pretty pleasant. I'm freezing. I'm so cold. It's 57 here at the moment in your wagon height. It's so cold. Yeah. Like now, according, cold according to the Brown Snake research team, 96% of all Americans are degenerate drug addicts. Now, do you do the gummies like so many of your countrymen? I don't do gummies. No gummies. What about the cocaine? I've tried them before. Again, I've tried it before, but no. And you said off air you refuse to keep hard liquor in your house. Is that because you don't trust yourself? No, I said that off air because you said do a shot. And I said, I don't have any hard liquor in my house. Like, oh, that's I not a rule. A shot. It's not a rule. I just don't okay. have any right now. All right. I'm just checking, all right? I've got to be thorough. Should... Ashley from LA be allowed to own fish. I don't know. She's had some troubles lately, hasn't she? And she she's seems pet. irresponsible. I don't, she should, I don't know if she should have any pets at all, to be honest with you. I agree. She's banned from pets. However, I got to give her some kudos. You know, she said, hey, I'm feeling fat. And I gave her a couple little things. And she's been checking in with me every day trying to be less fat. So I got to give her some credit there. Yeah, when she's a size two, let me know. Not even a size four. Pretty strict on that. You got to be. Especially when they haven't had kids. Do you ever think about moving south to chase better weather? Sometimes, yeah. But I don't feel a huge urgency to do so because Indiana is not that bad. Last I checked, we're ranked number two in the country for most free state. Number one is New Hampshire. Number two is Indiana. Last I checked, it's not a bad state to live in if you can deal with the uh, seasons. And we do have seasons. It'll be 100 degrees and 100% humidity in the summer, and it'll be cold as fuck in the winter. Shut that bird up. Yeah. Fucking woodpecker too. Motherfucker. I hate him. I want him dead. This is, what I get for, this is what I get for living on the water. But I mean, I'm surprised you haven't heard the Canadian geese. Like, these fucking illegal immigrants. I swear to God, if I was allowed to fucking just start shooting them. I thought know, it was a free state. Residential rules. Your HOA says you can't just start shooting when people live close. 
can you put a silencer on? That's not how they work. They, silencers don't make it that much quieter. No, oh, come on, man. You're going to ruin every movie. <laughs> no, you can actually apply for permits, but the best thing to do is actually uh, have a dog, actually, which is not suitable for my lifestyle because I travel a lot. I need some pet that doesn't need walk twice a day and can take care of itself. But if you could have a dog, that scares them off. Maybe you could put up like a pinup sign of a dog picture or something that would scare them off because I don't think they're that intelligent. Right. They're just Maybe. super aggressive. You should invent a virus. Um, maybe I could give them monkey pox and then we'll have Canadian geese pox. I I'm pro Canadian geese pox. No, now, fuck yeah. I mean, if you I there's five million of them. Yeah, I've never seen one. If you could move south to chase better weather, right, would you temporarily, till you got your bearings, live with Christina or Sark? Oh, fuck. I didn't know you were going to ask such difficult questions on this podcast. I know. It's hard hitting. I live with Sark. He seems like a... He's a little bit better off financially. He's probably got a spare room. I'll keep out of his hair. He can do his gay stuff in his room. And yeah, I think I'll he's that guy. Myself. I think he's a guy who just leave you alone and you know do his own thing. Yeah. Whereas Christina would never I shut up. To, well, I wouldn't have to worry about Sark like stealing my food out of the fridge. Like you know, I think there would be boundaries that are unspoken. Like Sark isn't going to steal the shit I bought at the grocery store unless I tell him, "Hey, it's cool if you eat this." But Christina, you can't trust that. Hmm. No, you're right. Or you perhaps you should go all the way and, and move to Australia. I've always wanted to visit Australia, but you guys got pretty gay there during COVID. Uh, don't believe everything you read on the internet. I can find you a bogan wife. I actually, the best way to describe Indiana culture is we're the bogans of America, probably. You'd probably it's fit in just fine. Similar. Yeah, and th that's my favorite Australian culture. What type of Australian comedians do you like? Because I actually prefer Australian comedy over like British or any of the other ones. Like I like Alex Williamson down there. I don't even know who that is. I think he's based out, out of Perth, but he's a bogan comedy guy. He's very funny and I like him. I like um, Dave Hughes. Have you heard of Dave Hughes? Heard the name, but I can't think of any of it. He's just picks. that really dry Australian smart ass. So I like him. Check him out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and I think part of the reason too is the language barrier. Like I don't care what Australian accent you get, I can understand pretty much all of them. But you go to Britain, there's like 19 different British accents. I can understand like two. Otherwise, like I need real life subtitles, or I'm not going to understand anything they say. Yeah, they're only going to want to talk about Harry Potter all the time. Yeah, like you ever watch Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels or Stack annoying. Jason Statham? That, that I can't understand rhyming that. slang, it's too much. It's overdone. Fuck Guy Ritchie. He's a fucking idiot. I'm glad he fucked Madonna. I'm glad he <laughs> married Madonna. And I'm glad it ruined his life. <laughs> anyway, that's just how I feel. All right, is Mexican uh, food dog shit? Here. Not if you're drunk. It's good drunk food. But if you're sober? 
it's not going to be my go-to. I'll take a cheeseburger over Mexican food any day of the week. Yeah, me too. And, and fuck off with the beans. I hate the beans. Uh, it's not, that's not even the worst one. It's the fucking, what do they call it? Refried rice? What? I don't even know what that is, but it's disgusting. Or I've dirty rice. I've like, never Just in it. the name, dirty rice. It's like brown rice with fucking, they just make it spicy because they know it's inedible otherwise. Yeah. Makes you shit your brains out. Yeah. Uh, like the closest to Mexican audience, like Taco Bell. I've never been to one. I said they're purpose to piss people off. No, there's no Mexican restaurant in my area. None. Just how I like it. What about Asian restaurants? You said you had a pretty big Asian culture in Australia. Yeah, right? I'm in a very small town. Of uh, I think my town's got 20,000 people, but with surrounding villages, it's probably 40,000. But um, we've got three Thai restaurants, two Indian restaurants, and a couple of Italian restaurants, and then just steakhouses and stuff. But obviously you've got about four or five Chinese restaurants as well. So it's very Asian, which is a better food. Indian is kind of a melting pot of cuisine too. Like I don't think there's anything original that comes out of Indiana, but you can find a little bit of everything here. Because it's a very affordable place to live. So like immigrants who actually want to, you know, try to move here and start a restaurant, it's not a bad place to do it. Yeah, because it's cheap. Yeah, compared to like New York or California, hell yeah, it is. All right. So on Twitter, out of Evil Sam or Brian Balty, who has the worst food? Oh, Jesus Christ. These are hard hitting. Yeah, I'm a journalist. Well, I know for a fact that at least 50% of the food on Evil Sam's plate is probably made from human remains that he's keeping under his crawl space. You know, probably the latest edition became the bacon or whatever. Doesn't um, mean it's bad. I don't know. I've never tasted it. Have you ever tasted human flesh? I haven't. I haven't, but I've read, I was reading about these cannibals in New Guinea, in the highlands of New Guinea. And they were saying it's like pork, it's salty, human flesh. And I like pork. All right, then I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with evil Sam then because uh Brian Bolt's dude, uh is it bolt or bolty? I say bolt. I don't know what the correct pronunciation is. I'm gonna go bolty like and I got no idea. But um yeah, his food's pretty bad. It's the keto, but he has sugar in fruit, so I don't know how that works, but that AIDS diet, fuck off California. Oh, California is what we refer to it as. Did they invent vegans? Probably. And as far as I'm concerned, they can just break off from mainland USA and go hang out with Hawaii. I'm fucking cool with that. Well, they used to be Mexico. Just give them back to Mexico. The southern part did, yeah. Yeah, well, they love unchecked immigration. Just like, yeah, here, have it all. I don't know how Becky lives there. Yeah, I think she, oh, you know how she watches like shitty TV shows and stuff too? Yeah, I double think spoon. It, it must be like, she's Catholic, so it might be a self-flagellation thing. You know, I'm sin, I'm punishing myself by watching shitty TV and living in a shitty state. Uh, that's it's something I can it. think of. It's got to be it. All right, your, your favorite yeah. accounts on Twitter? 
Well, I already said Demise is my number one. Right, uh, Demise. What a good guy. Um, most of the other guests on your interview series, I, I li quite like, except for Max G. Uh, hey, on Max actually, G. Kind of been fun. Uh, I can't say. You said I've censored myself. I can't say some stuff. Ashley is kind of batshit and a lot of fun, though. Right, um, Ashley. Have you, are you familiar with Rocky P on there? No. So he's another, like, compound follower and uh, similar store to Demise where met him through Twitter and we're going to all these comedians of the compound shows and I like, up from the Philly airport and drove me all the way to Atlantic City and just another good guy that's on Twitter. Like it's it is remarkable how I started my Twitter as a joke, hence Caucasian Honda. I thought that I caught him funny, and the whole purpose was just to go meet up with the first in hot water live show in Chicago back in what 2019 or something like that. And I just wanted to be able to contact Aaron and hang out with him before the show. That was the only reason I ever made a Twitter, and here I still have it all this time later. Even now I've you're addicted like four times. Well, is it's there anyone? I noticed when I'm killing time, I'm scrolling. Like I do it really fast. I don't read everything. Yeah, me too. I'm super I fast. Kill time that way. I kill time, and I, it's probably not healthy. I just find I think I'm mildly ADD, but if I'm watching the football, you know, having a coffee, doing anything, taking a shit, I need something else. So I got to keep my brain ticking over. So Twitter's handy for that. I've always kind of been that way. Like, there's always, you know, if I'm working on a computer, there's a podcast in the background. If I'm listening exactly. to a podcast, the TV's probably also on. Or if I'm watching TV, I'm probably on Twitter scrolling. I don't know. I'm probably ADD too. Well, whatever. We are what we are. Is there anyone on Twitter it's you hate? Like in the in the Twitter comedian mm -hmm. following community, is there anyone that just annoys the shit out of you? Or you? Not really. I don't really have Twitter. Name names. I don't have any though because like, yeah, like you said i'm jaded i don't block anybody good well i have blocked like ad accounts you know we get those promoted ads of bullshit you don't want to see anymore i blocked those just so i don't have to see them anymore i just scroll past it i just don't see it i blocked those it reduces the number of ads and then like there are some people every once in a while and i know i shouldn't i'll go on like some post that our President Biden's people made for him, and I'll say something, and then they'll engage me or whatever, and I'll get into a little Twitter battle, and then all of a sudden they'll start scrolling my entire timeline because mine's public, thing, and then they'll start reporting. They'll go report on this one, report on it. They'll do like six in a row of shit that I can get in trouble for. I'll block yeah. those guys so I don't have to let them be able to scroll my timeline, trying to get me canceled because those people are gay. That's about it. Nobody's blocked. Good man. Now, finally, our final question, which I ask everyone: You're you're a big Rickosaurus fan, right? I wouldn't call myself a fan. But, you told uh, me you love him. Yeah, I definitely never said that. Would you? Well, you appreciated his honesty and his weirdness. I do. That that's true. I appreciate his honesty and his weirdness. And like he was fun and had a good sense of humor. You can't take that away from him. A little bit creepy. Yeah. You also got to go with that, too. Well, the allegation is, Honga, that you were the last person to see him alive. 
I've heard this before, and it might be true. Did you kill Rickosaurus? If I did, I couldn't say it on this super popular podcast, but I. What'd you do together when you met? So uh, he wanted to meet at the truck stop pretty close to me. He kind of went out of his way to hang out. Met him there, and he gave me like a tour of the truck. I saw the shit bucket. It's a real thing. He's not joking. And uh, gave me a rundown. And then he's horrible about backing up a semi. I can do it better than he can. Because I'm actually, I just drove some of them at a previous job just uh, around the lot and stuff. I'm better at backing up semis than him. So did you get a meal uh, together? We did. So I drove him right down the street to a local barbecue place. And we had barbecue together and we're hanging out. Seemed like a pretty regular dude in person, you know. And then uh, we went our separate ways, and that was the last I ever heard from him. And how long after that did he disappear off Twitter? Uh, at least six months. He was still on there for a while. Ah, uh, okay. But uh, my theory, I know there's a lot of fun ones out there, but I really think somebody, maybe one of the cousins or his wife or somebody he was talking about all this cousin lust. I think the wife knew he was posting porn on there themselves. I think the wife knew. Yeah, the wife's a that freak. Was, she's one of those Latino lovers, bro. I don't know. I don't know what they're, they're like. Loyal, they're loyal to a fault, and they're also crazy, protective, jealous. So maybe she found out he was posting about cousin lust or whatever, and he decided the best way is just to wipe everything. That's kind of my theory. Yeah, or so maybe you, one of the you don't think he's dead? Like I doubt it. No, he's death, doing pretty no well. Prison. He was making he was making some good money truck driving. Yeah, it's good, but I don't know. So I think it's weird that guys like that that love the attention and love kind of trolling with his sexuality mm-hmm. disappears. Because then, how's he getting the fix? He's probably got a ghost. He knows he can't post anymore or he'll get found out. So you think he's still think checking he's it out? I all the cousins on Facebook. I don't know if he's still got a Facebook because I don't have one, but I'm pretty sure that that's where he was finding all the pictures of the cousins was Facebook. What did you think of the cousins? He's got some good-looking cousins. I mean, you can't take that away. I can because they got the thick thighs. That's where I get scared. I go, I look at a, I can't not look at a woman and think, what's she going to look like in 20 years in those thighs after a few kids? I can't do it. Yeah, you're always playing a long game. That's right. You Maybe can that's do how it. I need to mentally shift myself. Yeah, you got to look for a life partner, my friend. Yeah, that's what I'm on the market for right now. Okay, so to end the show, I'd like any single women under 30, or if you know of any women under 30, preferably not a communist, not a vegan, not a cunt, any woman like that that you think... I can deal with cunts most of the time. I'm laying the parameters here, Honga, not you. All right, I'll be quiet. Yeah, so anyone like that, she must have long hair, straight hair, 
in no way fat or prone to fat, perhaps a love of exercise. Does she need to cook? I'm a pretty good cook, but I mean, uh, it's appreciated. Yeah, you don't want her to be lazy, though. Yeah, it's a worry. All right, well, you, you got if an I'm idea. If going to be pulling in the income, then Please submit maybe she your... can take care of the house and all that stuff. Submit your potential mates on Twitter to Caucasian Honger, and we'll see how we go. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for coming on the podcast. You've been a great guest. Thanks for having me. And uh, tell your producer, uh, just cut out the last 60 minutes, maybe 70, and they'll have a good show. Done. All right. Thanks, mate. Have a good one, Snake. Bye. Bye. One time I hit a deer on the Garden State Parkway, and the next day I was shitting blood.